Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. In today's Prophecy Update, Pastor J.D. discusses conspiracy theories and how they relate to our current times. We as Christians need to embrace biblical truth and follow only what the Lord says. Today's narrative, media control and cultural pressure are all ways we get distracted and off track. We need to stick to the Bible. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 18, 2020. If you haven't already, we'd encourage you to go to jdfarag.org and you can enter in your email address and then we will notify you once the site goes live, which we're hoping, Lord willing, will actually be this week. We're really excited to see what God's going to do with this. So for today's update, I want to talk with you about conspiracy theories. It's my hope and my prayer that in tackling this tough topic, God will use it to show how that what's happening in the world today is an evil satanic conspiracy. And by that I mean Satan is conspiring against mankind with his evil plan to destroy mankind. But God. But God has a plan too. It's His prophetic plan of redemption for the salvation of mankind. However, there's a twofold problem, such that on one side, any talk of this is totally dismissed under the banner of it just being one of those conspiracy theories. Or, Conversely, on the other side, instead of being dismissed, some conspiracy theories seem plausible, leaving one confused, not knowing what, or worse yet, who to believe. And nothing makes any sense, everything is confusing, I don't know what the truth is. It's just so confusing to me. If you'll kindly indulge me, I'd like to share with you what God has been ministering to me throughout this crisis. Over the last eight months, I've talked at great length, in depth, about COVID-19 and the soon coming vaccines, knowing that it has in some measure been dismissed as 
just another conspiracy theory. So, as I sought the Lord with respect to this, I sensed that He would have me to sound the alarm and warn of the dangers of the extremes, namely that of dismissing all the conspiracy theories or the confusing of the masses because of the conspiracy theories. It is my belief that the stakes are too high with either extreme. And the reason I say that is because eternity is at stake. As such, either extreme comes packaged with the peril of what's known as normalcy bias, in the sense that people dismiss or disbelieve underestimating the real and present danger. And the danger is real, and the danger is present. Then, when conspiracy theory turns out to be conspiracy fact, they're ill-prepared and caught off guard at best, and or devastated and destroyed at worst. That's not to say that we fear the conspiracy, rather it is to say that we fear God instead. The Proverbs tell us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and to fear the Lord is to hate evil. Listen to Isaiah chapter 8 verses 11 through 13. This is what the Lord says to me with His strong hand upon me, warning me not to follow the way of this people. Do not call conspiracy everything this people calls a conspiracy. Do not fear what they fear, and do not dread it. The Lord Almighty is the one you are to regard as holy. He is the one you are to fear. He is the one you are to dread. When the prophet Isaiah wrote this prophecy, the armies of Israel and Syria had destroyed Judah, and they were headed for Jerusalem. And the reason being is that there was this conspiracy, and the conspiracy was to put their own ruler on the throne and dethrone King Ahaz. So Isaiah is inspired by the Holy Spirit to declare in this prophecy that they need not fear what their enemies were conspiring to do. In other words, the Lord wanted His people to fear Him, not the conspiracies, not everything the people call a conspiracy. Is it a conspiracy? Oh yeah. Are they conspiring? You better believe it. It is a conspiracy. But don't fear the conspiracy. Fear the Lord. It's important to understand that the word for conspiracy in the original language carries with it the idea of a secret plan to do something evil, unlawful, 
and harmful by conspiring and allying together. This brings me to the origin of the term conspiracy theory. Ironically, in my research to find the origin of the term conspiracy theory, I was quickly struck by how many conspiracy theories there are about the origin of conspiracy theories. (laughs) Thankfully, in asking God for spiritual discernment, He settled me on the original origin, which has been summarily dismissed for what would be deemed obvious reasons, as I think you'll see here in a moment. Now, I really need you to listen and hear me on this before we go any further, by way of a preface. The enemy does not want you to hear what God has put on my heart to talk about today. And I'll explain why I say that that way. I'm going to talk to you about the origin of and the dangers with the extremes concerning conspiracy theories, and how that it actually has the potential to lead Christians astray, either way, because Satan lives in the extremes. And so here's what's going to happen, because this is really intense. I'm just, as a forewarning, (laughs) telling you that the information that I'm going to share with you is very involved, very detailed, very thorough. And I already know what the enemy is going to put in your mind, because I can read your mind. (laughs) No, I can't. Neither can Satan, by the way. But So here's here's the thoughts, and I know this because this is what he does with me. Keep in mind, I I have nothing further than a high school education, and actually barely, I I graduated barely, um, by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin, if I can say it that way. And if I can understand and comprehend this, then so can you. Believe me, so can you. And don't let the enemy put the thought in your mind, whoa, this is too detailed. This is too much. This is too intense. If that happens, then your mind is going to wander. You're going to tune me out, and Satan is going to have you think about something else, and you're going to miss what God has for us today here. Okay. The term conspiracy theory, what comes to mind? Tinfoil hat, right? But is that not true? That that's what we think about? Oh, you're one of those conspiracy theorists. Do you know how this came about? And why it is that that's what comes to mind when you hear those two words? It's because it's a pejorative applied to ideas which challenge an official narrative. And people interested in them are termed conspiracy theorists. And you know who started this pejoratory derogatory negative connotation? 
You ready for it? The CIA. Oh, pastor, you're off the rails. Okay. Thank you, CIA, for that. So what? You're going to just dismiss this out of hand? Yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. Not so fast. Hear me out. This usage stems from the U.S. efforts to promote the lone nut theory of the JFK assassination. The phrase was occasionally used before, but its modern pejorative negative connotations stem from efforts within the U.S. government to cover up the JFK assassination. The phrase first appears in a November 1963 memo by the U.S. Deputy Attorney General Nicholas Katzenbach and later in a 1968 CIA internal memo that explains, listen, how Operation Mockingbird. What's Operation Mockingbird? Oh, so glad you asked. Operation Mockingbird is the CIA's operation to control the media, so the media controls the narrative, the official narrative put forth, alive and well today. Do you know that all of the media, they're all owned by basically six uh, who control everything you and I see. It's all controlled. The narrative is controlled. I have a video, it's very interesting, and you can find this. Be careful on YouTube, there's a lot of whacked out stuff, but I, I watched this video and it was really well done. They took and edited all of these local news broadcasts. I mean, it was probably a split screen of about 30 to 35 local news. Oh, some of you are nodding your head. You saw this video too, or one like it. And they, they edited it to where they were all in unison saying, and this is not an exaggeration, the same exact words. They're reading it off a script. Colorado, Florida, Maine, Nebraska, Kentucky, Washington, California. And here's this screen with all of these news broadcasts, and they're saying verbatim the same exact words. This is the official narrative. Well, wait a minute. What if I want to question the official narrative? Oh, well, we've taken care of that. You're going to now be a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist because this is the official narrative put forth. That's Operation Mockingbird. Assets in the media. And this is the exact wording from this CIA memo and document that they're saying that they're attempting, those who are questioning the official narrative, are attempting to counter criticism of the Warren Report. What's the Warren Report? Oh, the Warren Report was the official narrative put forth under the banner of Operation Mockingbird that it was Lee Harvey Oswald. 
uh, lone, lone gunman. <laughs> that's the official narrative. So that's what we're told. And that's what the media was told to tell us. Pictured here is the CIA document stating, quote, speculation about Oswald's motivation ought to be cut off, and we should have some basis for rebutting thought that this was a communist conspiracy or a right-wing conspiracy to blame it on the communists. Unfortunately, the facts on Oswald seem about too pat, too obvious. Marxist, Cuba, Russian, wife, etc., The Dallas police have put out statements on the communist conspiracy theory, and it was they who were in charge when he was shot and thus silenced. Let me parenthetically say, in a prior update, we talked about Event 201. It was held on October the 18th in New York City, and it was a simulation of a coronavirus pandemic. And they had this roundtable discussion with all these experts. It was a simulation. It was just a drill. What would we do if there was a coronavirus? Oh my goodness, October of of 2019. Event 201, you can go online and watch hours of videos. And what you'll find on there is Operation Mockingbird Alive and Well because there was one roundtable discussion about how do we control the narrative, because there's going to be a lot of conspiracy theories about this virus. Oh. How, how do we control social media? Oh, it's right there. It's a controlling of the official narrative. So everybody's on the same page, literally reading from the same script. That's what's happening right now. So how dare I question the official COVID-19 narrative? You're a conspiracy theorist. I'm like, I am? I don't think I am. Why do I start off this way? I wanted to start with the conspiracy theories surrounding the JFK assassination, because it's a good example of what's known as cognitive dissonance. Again, here, don't let the enemy get you going off here, okay? God's given you a a powerful intellect, a God-given intellect to reason and think through things, okay? Britannica defines cognitive dissonance as the mental conflict that occurs when beliefs or assumptions are contradicted by new information. The unease or tension that the conflict arouses in people is relieved by one of several defensive maneuvers. They reject, that's the most common, explain away, or avoid the new information. Persuade themselves that no conflict really exists. Reconcile the differences, or 
resort to any other defensive means of preserving stability or order in their conceptions of the world and of themselves. That's cognitive dissonance. And it explains why subsequent conspiracy theories have been met with this cognitive dissonance, such that they contradicted the strongly held belief in the official narrative that was put forth as a cover-up. In other words, it's just too hard to believe, and they dismiss it out of hand. I mean, come on. Such a conspiracy could not actually be true by virtue of the fact that it would require complicity on the part of numerous conspirators. (laughs) Come on. You mean they're all in on it? In order to pull this off, you know how many people would have to be in on the conspiracy? Come on, get out of here. Right? To illustrate this point, I'll reference a Wikipedia list of conspiracy theories. It's an abbreviated list, and I'm not a Wikipedia fan, by the way. I've picked ones from it, and I want to list them. And as I do, I would encourage you to take note of your initial reaction to some of these listed conspiracy theories. You ready? All right. Chemtrails. New World Order. Denver Airport. George Soros. Freemasonry. Anti-Semitism. Antichrist. Ready for this one? Bible and Jesus. Hang on to that for a moment. I, I clicked on the link to see, because you can click on all of these links to see what are the specific conspiracies concerning that. I wouldn't recommend you, you do that. It's just, anyway, it's, well it's demonic, it's satanic. But hang on to that. Bible and Jesus, hang on to that. Extraterrestrials and UFOs. Illuminati. False flag operations. And how about this one? This is a biggie. 9-11. Much has come out over the years since 9-11. I'm just going to leave it at that. But anybody who would question the official narrative that two planes by Muslim pilots who could probably barely get a Cessna airplane off the ground, flew those, those massive airliners into the Twin Towers? Okay, all right. Yes. And I'm the conspiracy theorist. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm not going to say it. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit say it. Okay. Thanks for joining us for this special Mideast Prophecy Update edition of In Spirit and Truth. We understand how important it is to know what God's Word says, especially in our world today. All around us, we see violence and despair running seemingly unchecked. 
We do what we can to alleviate these crises we encounter, but all the while we know evil is waiting right around the corner. The Bible tells us that Jesus will return one day and finally wipe the enemy's influence from the face of the earth forever. This event is closer than we may think, and it's important to know what to expect. The prophecies we read in the Bible can be confusing, but they do provide us with clues as to what we'll see unfolding in our world as we near the return of our King. Each week in the Mideast Prophecy Update, Pastor J.D. takes a look at the current events happening around the globe and holds them up to the lens of God's Word. He shares what God reveals to him with you each week. This information is not meant to scare you, but rather to inspire you to take the gospel message out into the world. Every person needs to have the chance to meet Jesus before he returns and to know what his love and grace can do for them. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available to you on our YouTube channel as well or through our mobile app. Visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com to find links to both. Thanks for listening today and be sure to join us for the next update right here on In Spirit and Truth.